Hello and welcome to Recovery Daily. I'm Rachel and today I'm going to talk about the sense of sobriety and um, I'm, I'm going to talk about both recovery and sobriety and uh, stroke recovery and um, I touched on yesterday how I had a stroke a couple years ago, two years ago, this month, and how I'm feeling a lot of post-stroke symptoms today. Um, I haven't, I, I improved for a while and then all of a sudden I, I regressed and, and um, I... I just haven't improved over the past several weeks. Um, and so I'm kind of in a really difficult place right now, but I do have hope. Um, and doing this podcast is one of those things that's giving me hope because um, there's a lot to be said for speaking out loud what's going on inside you and for so freaking long I held everything inside I call it my dark place so back when I was drinking I had this dark place and that's where I put everything um, when I was unhappy in my marriage um, whatever whatever it was um, and it wasn't just that you know dealing with with people who passed away, I just, I was never able to actually process anything. All I did was put it in my dark place and I would drink and I would drown it and I never would actually deal with anything. And, um, and, and when I got sober seven years ago, to be seven years in, uh, it was seven years, April 28th of this year. So when I got sober, um, I was, it gives, you're forced to feel is the best way that I can say it. Um, there's no way that you can, there's nowhere to hide anymore. And, um, I still had all that stuff inside that dark place and, um, and, and, you know, when I was stuffing it and I was drinking, um, it just, it's almost like it was growing inside me. It's like that dark place just kept getting bigger and bigger and just consuming inside of me. And, um, and when I stopped drinking, it stopped growing, but it didn't go away. And that's where all this other stuff came in that I had to do. I went to, um, <clears throat> I went to therapy for two years, uh, every week. And, um, I got a sponsor and I went to, um, meetings 
so that I, I could build a network and a fellowship of people that were like me. There's so, there's, there's so much value in being able to hear people speak your truth. Like there's nothing like it, <laughs> you know, to sit there. We all think we're so unique and to actually sit there and have somebody say something that is exactly what you feel is, um, it's, it's just so moving. Um, you all of a sudden realize like, Hey, <laughs> I'm not the only one, you know? Um, and so it, it took, uh, you know, there's lots of episodes to talk, talk about how that, how I started to clean that, clean out that dark place and, and make room for, for joy and serenity and, and all of that stuff that, that I feel every day. Um, so I won't really talk about that right now, but, but I, but I can talk about what it feels like on the other side. And that was another thing that I, that I didn't know how to do before I was sober was to be able to see an outcome before I even start tackling the problem, before I even begin to stand up to a challenge. Uh, I, I couldn't see it going well. Um, you know, one thing my brother said, and I, and I'm thinking of my brother, of course, because he's, he's been helping me, him and his daughter have been helping me get this podcast up and going because, um, because of, I, I can't deal with all the digital stuff. So they've been helping me out. And I, and one thing that I'm, that I'm thinking of is, uh, is somebody that, uh, in his career journey told him that, um, the amount of energy that you spend what ifing is, uh, you know, thinking about, well, if this happens, I'll do this. If this happens, I'll do this. And this happens, I'll do that. Um, that there's a point where you just have to trust that you have the foundation um, and the knowledge and the intelligence to be able to respond to something when the time comes and instead of spending your time what ifing um just enjoy the journey you know um anyway uh i'm thinking about the the increase in in my senses and my awareness and you know although that that dark place was still inside me um, in the beginning of my sobriety I started to notice things like I remember driving to work one day and remembering uh, noticing this little kid playing in the front yard um, I was living in Charlestown and I was just driving, driving by. It wasn't the best part of town. And I saw this little kid playing in the front yard and it was not like the best house or anything like that. But that little kid had so much joy. And 
I smiled. And I realized at that very minute that I was healing. Because before that, when I was drinking, not only would I not notice that child in the front yard, but I was more concerned with making sure that I stopped uh I stopped on the way to work to fill up my uh my wine inventory so that I could drink wine um all day. And uh yes, on the way to work. And um and so starting to notice have those senses like become, you know, come alive was was the beginning of of what I noticed um was was my recovery process and um and it really it it took it's taken years for me to feel to to be okay with what I feel um Fear, anger, joy, jealousy, love, uh, all that stuff. It's, it feels so weird when you haven't actually let yourself go through a feeling from beginning to middle to end and be on the other side of it. Um, to actually let yourself do that, it it's a little icky. <laughs> it's a little icky in the beginning. And, and that probably doesn't make sense to a lot of people, um, who are not in, um, recovering from alcoholism, but, uh, but being ready and willing to feel that, feel those feelings is, um, is kind of the, the beginning of, of working a program to stay sober. And what I had to do was really surrender to the pain. Um, I remember going to meetings in the beginning and I cried every single time I spoke. Every time I shared, I cried. And I'm not talking like a little choked up like I have been doing um, like I did in the last episode and I'm feeling like right now I'm talking like I had to stop and have a little bit of an ugly, ugly face cry, um, in the meeting because there was so much pain. I had so much pain. Um, I was finally getting honest with myself and realizing that, you know, it wasn't okay when I was driving home on route nine and I thought about running my car into a tree so that everything would stop. So the pain would stop. That's not okay. You know, um, it's, it's just, it's wild. It's wild to think about, especially being seven years sober now. Um, but it, it takes, Every single day, sometimes it takes a minute at a time to be able to 
identify, you start really getting to know um, what are these feelings that I'm feeling and, and what do I do with them? Um, and, and all these things I'm talking about, these are all things that, I mean, episode, the episode after episode, I, I could talk about each one and I will. Um, but what I wanted to get to today is, is this, the senses that I'm dealing with right now. Um, when I'm trying to recover from this stroke. And um, what's interesting about my stroke, because they're all different, they all affect everybody's stroke affects a different piece of their brain. You know, some people can't walk, some people can't move their arms, some people have their face, you know, uh, one side is drooping or, you know, mine happens to be that I look 100% normal. You wouldn't even know that I had a stroke. And when I had it, um, I lost my speech, uh, very much. So I, uh, the, the key, uh, identifier for me, um, when I was in the hospital, uh, while they gave me the clot buster to, uh, there's like an hour, uh, period of time where they gave me a clot buster, which breaks apart, uh, any clots that you have. And, and so within that hour, they told me that I should be able to start speaking clearly again. And, um, so I have a Weimaraner dog, which you heard bark yesterday and, um, her name is Autumn and she, so I was telling the doctor in the, in the ER, he said, Oh, what kind of dog do you have? Cause he was like trying to get me talking to listen to my speech. And I, and I tried to say, I have a Weimaraner and I couldn't say it. And so, um, after the hour, I could say it. It was, it's fascinating. Um, but so today I, I don't really have any speech issues that you can hear. Um, I have been encountering some issues where I'm saying the wrong words, kind of like when you get, when people get older and they just start replacing words and saying the wrong word or, or for being forgetful and stuff like that. I have, <clears throat> excuse me, I have that, but, um, it's, it's kind of exaggerated. I ha I, I have it, um, several times a day, which is not normal where I'll replace words. Like I'll say a uh, golf course instead of tennis court or, um, you know, something like that. And so, and, and sometimes I don't even realize that I did it. So my family has been letting me know now that, that that's what's happening. But otherwise, my symptoms are all in my head, which is, uh, in, in some ways it would be comical, but it really is. It's all in my head. And, um, my boyfriend has said that. Rachel, it's all in your head. And I'm like, eh, real funny. <laughs> um, but so I mentioned yesterday, I, I can't watch things moving. I can't watch them, um, like a, a screen scrolling, um, 
the TV, if, if it's a commercial, uh, like a car commercial where they're driving the Mercedes along the back road or whatever, I can't watch the TV. And, um, and so what it, what happens is my head starts feeling tight. Like mine feels like there's rubber bands wrapped around my head and it's like across my temple through the back of my head like right through the center of my head like if you drew a line around where my eyebrows are all the way around my head that's where it feels like the rubber bands are and if I keep doing whatever it is like if you were to put me in front of a, a cell phone and just start scrolling First of all, I'd be pissed off at you. <laughs> and secondly, um, it would feel like this, like my head was just being squeezed, like the muscles are being squeezed. It's almost like if you were to try to, if you were to try to make a fist or, or flex your arm like you're Mr. Muscle Man, like flex your arm and don't stop and just keep doing it and keep doing it and, and do it longer than than you want to do it and you feel like you're going to stop and you just keep squeezing your that's what my head feels like and it won't relax and so um I mentioned yesterday that I was I've been thinking about muscle relaxers and that's why because that's what my head feels like and um and if I continue to be exposed to whatever is making the um <laughs> this cell phone, if you were still holding the cell phone over and you still kept scrolling the cell phone, I would probably throw up on you and I would probably start crying. And, um, it's just, I want to jump out of my skin. It's just so uncomfortable and, um, no offense, Bailey, but I'm just going to say that my daughter was driving me to, uh, on an errand a couple days ago and she drives like I did at 21. And um, I, we stopped at a stoplight and I wanted to jump out of the car and start running. It was terrible um, because I can't, I can't keep my eyes open in the car. I have to shut them. So if I keep them open, it gives me that same effect. If I shut them, then I'm you know, I think I'm just getting car sick. I think that's what it is. It's really difficult for me to figure out what's happening. But um, that disorientation that anyone would feel when they um, have their eyes closed in the car. So um, I do prefer to ride in the car with my boyfriend instead of Bailey. Um, although she's fun. Um, she's a little whippersnapper in the car. So um Anyway, those, that's the pain that I'm feeling. And, um, with, with this, uh, this sense of sobriety, I have learned to sit with my feelings. I have learned to sit with pain. I've learned to understand that. I think I mentioned this yesterday. The only way to it is through it. And so I'm trying to do that now, um, but this through it sucks. 
I, I mean, getting sober sucked too, but this is just physical, physical pain. And, um, and, and it's just terrible. And, and it's been making me think about mind altering drugs and alcohol that, that could make it go away. And, and that's, that's kind of where my first red flag came up which is ridiculous, but that was when I thought something's got to change and I got to do something and I have to do it now. And so, um, so that's why I'm doing this. I'm taking off of work and, um, and I'm making a change because I I don't want to live like this. I can't live like this. And, uh, and so I think, so Aside from pain and suffering and sadness and fear and anger and all that stuff, um, I think it is important to mention, um, since this episode is about senses, is, um, is just like that kid that I saw playing in the yard, there are so many um, snapshots that I take today in sobriety. Um, and even with all the pain that I'm feeling now, I still am able to capture snapshots of joy and beauty in my life. And I wanted to end by talking about this because this is the importance of recovery. And this is the importance of me talking about it and talking about it every day because I have to be able to take those snapshots. So some of the snapshots that I've taken lately, one was uh, my daughter just graduated from college. So she, she played soccer in college at Wilson College. And, um, go, go Phoenix. Yeah. Go Phoenix. (laughs) And, um, uh, sorry if that's wrong, but I think it was Phoenix. And so her senior, um, soccer game, I got to walk her across the field and, um, you know, the team was lined up on either side, like making an aisle and we walked down. It was me and her dad and her brother, Tristan, and we walked through the field and, and I took a snapshot in my head um, because I looked to my left and it was Bailey. And she had not only the biggest smile on her face, but she had tears in her eyes because it was that kind of joy that she was so happy that she had tears in her eyes. And, um, and I looked over to the right and my son was on my right. And he, uh, lately is just glowing. He, um, you know, I, I, I'm gonna have him as a guest on my podcast. He's already asked if he can be a guest. Um, so I don't want to talk too much about, um, about his journey, but I do want to say that, uh, that snapshot in my head, he has, color on his face. He has weight on his body. He has a smile on his face. 
And um, it was just, the day was beautiful and my two kids were by my side and, um, and there's no place in the world I wanted to be at that very moment. And, and so that, that's one of my snapshots. Um, another snapshot, uh, that I took it, and this is a snapshot that I took before I got sober. And this is interesting because the snapshot is, is a, although I have a, the view in my, in my head of, of what I was seeing at that time, I also have a snapshot of what I was feeling at the time. And so this is interesting. I went to a holiday uh, church thing show with my sister and my mom at my sister's church. And there was, it was packed in there. And at, there was a point where everybody, they, every, they handed out candles for everyone to light. And then there was a choir up at the front. And I think they were all wearing like white, uh, white like robes, the choir. And the, the lights inside the church were really dim. And, um, and, I, and some, they were singing some song and, and the choir was like, like moving back and forth, you know, in unison and the, and they sounded so beautiful and the candles and, and I took a snapshot and I thought to myself, if this is what it feels like to have a, a presence of a higher power or something like that. And if that presence were here with me right now, it feels good. That's what I was thinking because I didn't have any sort of faith, uh, by any means. Um, I always wanted to have something to believe in, but I can't honestly say that, that I, really genuinely did. I think it was more of a acting as if kind of thing. And, um, and so that's a, a, oh, and what I was feeling on the inside was I was hung over and I was tired and I didn't want to be there. Isn't that interesting? It was beautiful. I visually and with my ears and my eyes, it was beautiful but on the inside, I felt horrible. It wasn't beautiful. On my on the inside of me, it was not beautiful. And um, so that's another snapshot. And I have a snapshot from two days ago, and I'll just share this one before I part. Um, I was I went out for a run. Running is something that um, I did when I first got sober. I have a, a friend of mine that I worked with, uh, work with, she's still a coworker of mine, and she was so, so nice to start this running little running program with me, and we would go running like three times a week, and um, running for me then was, uh, I would run for like 30 seconds, and my head was so dizzy, and my body was so malnourished that I could I couldn't run. 
But she just kept telling me it was okay. And we would run a little bit and we'd walk. And um, eventually I, uh, I did run a 5K eventually. But that's a whole nother story. <laughs> and, um, and so I went running two days ago and it's a uh, run, walk, run, walk. That's what I do. I'm not, um, I'm not terribly fit at the moment, but that's just because everything that I'm going through and I came back and I still, I just love to go running. It just makes me feel like every pent up anger or frustration or everything has just dumped out of me. It's just squeezed out of my pores and I just feel so relieved. And so I came back and I sat down on my front stoop and we have this beautiful view outside of my um, townhouse and there's just a field across and big trees and stuff and the wind we have it was it was very windy that day, but yet it was like 80 degrees. It might have even been like 70 something. And um and I had music playing in my ears and um which is a new thing and that's another episode. <laughs> anyway, I took a snapshot because I started having tears in my eyes. Because I realized at that very moment, two days ago, right now, this very moment, things are going to change. And that was my snapshot. And I'm going to remember that. I'm going to remember that snapshot. Because I can see today that there's going to be another side to all of this. So... With that, thank you for listening, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye.